0: 92.7 WMAY Springfield News and Talk. I'm Patrick Fingston. And for Jim Leach this afternoon, we are pleased to welcome former Congressman John Shimkus, who uh, served up until uh, the 2020, just after the 2020 election, uh, finished his term in early 2021. I actually connected with the Congressman this morning and he had literally just landed from uh, a trip to the Baltic States where uh, he is a former, you know, army guy, a graduate of the U.S. military academy and and someone who's been clearly focused on on, uh, you know, homeland security and, and issues of foreign policy and international relations. He's 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 clearly interested in these issues. And I wanted to talk to him about it because it, it feels, Congressman, first, thanks for joining us, that the uh, the Russia invasion of Ukraine seems to have been pushed to the side a little bit here, uh, in, in the U S what did you see? What did you hear when you were over there?
1: Yeah. I, I, yeah, I don't know if it's been pushed to the side. I, this is a, I mean, this is a battle of democracy over totalitarianism.
0: Um, well, I, that's more I, of a beef that I've been having today with the media that they're
1: you know uh, <laughs> distracted by shiny They're things. They're moving on. Yeah. They're moving on. Uh, and I, I think that's actually a, a good observation because we can't we can't allow that to happen. Uh, you know, the, the the totalitarian Russian regime they're they're brutal, and it, they uh, they're not making much headway on the ground. But what they're doing is obliterating uh, Eastern Ukraine. They're just uh, you know they're just indiscriminately raining terror on villages and communities. Um, so uh, this is an important time to state. Of course, Putin wants us to lose resolve. He wants us to do other things. He wants to fracture the, the West. I have been very I've been involved in this region my whole congressional career. There's small, really Lithuanian enclaves in central and southern Illinois. There's actually there's a, a park north of downtown Springfield that ha- uh, you know has a connection. And of course, Durbin's grandmother was Lithuanian. Uh, There's a Lithuanian community, or some remnants, in Taylorville, in Collinsville, Illinois, where I live. Uh, There's a Lithuanian Lutheran community. Um, Not much is left, but the church is still left, and I'm still here. So, um, so the the, so it's a, I mean, we. This is a. This is a battle of totalitarian versus freedom and democracy. You know, uh, Ukraine's not perfect. Uh, They came late to the game uh, when Eastern European countries uh, gained their freedom. They had a choice to look east or west. And, you know, the vast majority of them looked west immediately, Um, whether it's Poland or uh, Czechoslovakia that came, the Republic of Czech and and the Slovak Republic or, uh, Hungary, Bulgaria, the Baltic states Uh, they all, Ukraine was kind of caught in the, uh, the Russian orbit. Uh, they're very similar. Uh, they have a lot of, uh, and I've been to Ukraine a couple times Mm -hmm. and, and so they just couldn't break free quick enough. And now they're caught in this, in this gosh, disaster. F- uh, former uh, Congressman John uh,
0: Chimkis joins us here on WMA WMAY. What's what's Putin's endgame here?
1: Yeah, I, I, and that's a, that's a scary thing. There is there is none, um, and and for Zelensky too. I mean, Zelensky can't go to the bargaining table and give up portions of of Ukraine, and and I, I think the best we could get is a uh, the Donbas secured by Russia, never being accepted as part of Russia, and a frozen conflict, and uh, maybe an armistice. But I don't, you know, I, I, the people in Eastern Europe, you know, the, the reason why I love dealing with Eastern Europeans is, is they have been preaching this, this fear of Putin to, you know, Rumsfeld, I don't know if you remember, Secretary Rumsfeld, he talked about the old Europe and the new Europe. The new Europe was Eastern European countries that just re-embraced democracy. Uh, they were strong allies in, in, in the war on terror. Uh, the old Europe was Germany and France, who had this appeasement strategy with with Putin, that as we now know, and many of us would worry about, has failed. Uh, that's the many many people hear about the you know the Nord Stream two, which is the pipeline that's almost finished, but there's no oil flowing it. But there was a Nord Stream one goes down the same route and I was arguing. And the Baltics and Eastern Europeans were arguing don't allow this to happen because Putin will use energy extortion in in his in his fight for domination. And that's exactly what's happening.
0: I, I think uh, former Congressman John Chimkis with us here on WMAY. I think the uh, one of the things that's been lost in this conversation is the food insecurity that that this uh, conflict brings not only on Europe, but but a lot in around around the world, even potentially in places here with uh, with all of the wheat, all of the corn, all of the livestock produced in Ukraine, if that gets cut down so dramatically, uh, we have huge issues worldwide,
1: right? Well, yeah, I think that's part of the Sri Lanka's problem. You'll see that Mm -hmm. in the northern Northern Africa, Egypt, uh, because that's where a lot of the the wheat from Ukraine goes. So the question is, how do what what do we do? And I'm I'm fairly hawkish on this. I've been hawkish for a long time. I when I was over there, I I ended up uh, because we fell into the travel problems that a lot of people are having in. In the United States and in Europe, so I'm, you know, I was able to miss, I missed my windows in Estonia, but I met obviously with, with leadership in Latvia and spent a lot of time in in Lithuania, and and the the the, the point being in, in in that is, you know, I made some pretty strong statements about, although I'm not in public policy anymore. Now I'm a citizen. I'm I'm like you, Patrick. I can say whatever I want, you know. And, uh, people yeah, except you have grain. some
0: credibility, and I'm just a jamo.
1: Yeah. <laughs> you, you know, people get you know take it with a grain of salt, but you know, I think it's time for the U.S. to kind of step, step, step up our game a little bit more, and uh, maybe, maybe put a few troops in in Ukraine, like in around Odessa, and make sure that Russia doesn't seize that port, so Ukrainian grain can flow to the third world countries. Uh, maybe in Kiev, maybe in Lviv, uh, those. Those those cities that are in, in in western and just say you know okay Putin seize these seize eastern Ukraine but go no further um, you know and I also said in in Lithuania that you know Kaliningrad which is an, a Russian enclave was supposed to be renegotiated um, after fifty years and that that time has passed with the international community I mean that was a it's really not historical Russian. It's really historical German and Prussia. And it's, it's, a, it's, it's a failure of the, you know, uh, World War II end, and, and Russia claimed it, and they said, okay, we'll wait for 50 years, and then we'll, we'll have the International community find, figure out. And that's, if you follow the, and I don't want to just keep yapping, but if you follow some of the debate now, what the winning has done, is they have halted rail shipments to Kaliningrad of uh, some goods and services based upon the EU. Now, the EU said that they were going to allow Lithuania to join the EU if they wouldn't do that. So there's some internal politics going on with that. But there's no reason why the international community should not start asking questions about, okay, let's meet and let's have a final debate on what should be the status of Kaliningrad.
0: Uh, former Congressman John Chimkis joins us here on WMAY. Congressman, in our last remaining minute or two here, um, I want to move our conversation a little more domestically. Uh, Rodney Davis, uh, the congressman, uh, worked for you for 16 years. I worked for Rodney Davis in 2012. Uh, so obviously we both know him well. Uh, uh, Mary Miller, who, who beat Rodney in the primary. uh, uh succeeded you in the house and I worked against her in her first primary in 2020. So we both know her too. Um, when, what happened in, in to Rodney in in that race? Let me me
1: just say, let me just say this. Obviously the district is, is is different. Mm -hmm. Um, I, am a loyal Republican. I'm going to support Mary Miller. Um, Rodney's a a great friend. I wish he would have won. He, He didn't. And, uh, but you know, a a conservative Republican versus a liberal Democrat, my vote's always going to go to a conservative Republican. So uh, I just think, but, but even you, someone you, who has who
0: has no intention of of actually governing and and just repeats uh, silly lies and and tries to it, get herself in favor it, with with
1: Trumpists, it's all, it's all about gerrymandering. There is no chance for a Democrat to win that district. Of course not. None. None. So uh, she, she's the next member of Congress, and, and I wish her well. Uh, you know, Rodney, Rodney is, is a perfect example of a, a governing conservative. He was in a district that was drawn for Democrats. He had to cast votes and be involved in public policy that would, would allow him to win a competitive district. Um, and he paid the price for that. I mean, he was very successful. Don't get me wrong. I mean, he, I think he got elected in 2010. Uh, 12, so 2012. Entered, yeah. Okay. So 10 years as a member of Congress, mm-hmm. uh, great career, great service to the nation. Um, uh, obviously I love him like a brother and, uh, and, and he can, he can leave with his, you know, his head held high, um, uh, and, and gerrymandering and, and you know the, the, this Trump phenomenon was it, was the downfall.
0: Um, and, and before we let you go, Congressman Shimkus, and thanks for all the time. Uh, you know, I, I know you you were you were out of the country, so you didn't see the latest January sixth commission. But but just maybe in an overarching sense, we've you know we've seen the continued uh, downfall of the narrative of, of how Trump tried to cling to power and the people that continue to believe these lies. Uh, that that the election was stolen or Trump will somehow uh, be magically put back in office before the 2024 election or uh, any any myriad of things that seem to have driven the party that you you were a part of for so many years into chaos and just like mass delusion at times
1: yeah how yeah, how I...
0: do how do we move forward here because, this is not a recipe for success long term.
1: No, I and mean, let me. And I did St. Louis media uh, on probably January seventh. Um, a couple of the big the big stations. That's my major media market. I'm 15 minutes from downtown St. Louis, um, and it was probably the saddest day. Maybe September 11th was. Uh, you know, equally, but it was different because this, these are our own people kind of attacking the institution that I, that I love and ho- and hold dear. So uh, um, my point is Trump didn't have to call for the rally and Trump didn't have to say march on the Capitol. And um, I, 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 I continue to have problems with his actions on that day. Former Congressman
0: John Shimkus, our guest, uh, Congressman. Thanks so much for the time. Appreciate you uh, hopping on. I know you guys—you just got through a, a long travel day, so I really do appreciate you taking a few minutes for us this afternoon.
1: Well, hug that new baby, will
0: you? Yeah, he's almost eight months. He's uh, he's squishy, <laughs> uh, kind of shaped like a potato. Uh, so we're uh, we're, kind of, we're enjoying like our you. time with him. Kind of like you. Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm I'm a little squishier, but uh, <laughs> and, and he's nicer than me anyway. So, Congressman, thanks so much. All
1: right, take care. Bye.